Blog Talk Radio.
personal values, everything very much grounded, physical. Tauruses are um, very staid and very reliable generally. They, they, they can be quite noticeable because one of the rulers of Taurus is Venus, and that provides Taurus with a lot of beauty. But Leo is not so private, is not so um, sort of just comfortable in its own skin. Often Leo is requiring a lot of external attention, and Taurus doesn't necessarily understand that energy. So the conflict between Taurus and Leo is one of a, a more personal values with uh, an energy that needs to be to be the focus of attention, that needs to have other people placing attention on it. <clears throat> to have this kind of square between the sun and the moon right now leaves us with a conscious energy where we're still working towards creating money and wealth, but an unconscious energy of looking for approval or looking for um, some kind of notoriety or attention. And there's always going to be a conflict there because if we're working on our own personal um, values and wealth, we, we need to be focused on that and not so much on trying to get attention from others. Uh, Mercury and Venus are almost conjunct, quite close to being conjunct in Gemini. This is very nice for expressing love, expressing love uh, in, in, in verbal ways, writing a letter to someone, uh, telling someone that you love them, uh, reading something to someone from a book. or you know, It's a very courting kind of energy, I think, because Mercury and Venus conjunct um, it's just about being able to express affection. And Gemini adds to that basically by using words, by saying, well, we can express affection in language, in different ways of language. Um, writing, a, writing, handwriting a card, handwriting a note, um, something like that comes to mind. One of the little difficulties here is that Mercury and Venus are also really kind of square Neptune, Neptune at five degrees Pisces. So it can be a little bit deceptive. I'd like to not think about you know that too much, probably put my own head in the sand a little bit. But um, if we experienced a lover or a love expressing something to us, but then we find out that it wasn't true, I did work with somebody actually today who expressed that, um, then we have sort of the shadow side of the Neptune-Mercury-Neptune-Venus square that's going on, which is a little deceptive, a little disappointing, a little disillusioning at the very least. So disillusionment is in the air, and um, as long as we can take the, our communications with others more lightly, perhaps not have to you know, pin people down so heavily, um, then maybe we'll get through this without feeling like we've been deceived by someone, a Mercury-Neptune square energy. Um, Mars in Taurus, it's actually in a pretty good spot, just sort of hanging out there, still kind of conjunct the sun. It's a little wide, seven degrees, but it adds a lot of initiative and motivation to our ability to create wealth and our ability to move forward with uh, our physical possessions or something that we might want to acquire of a tangible nature. Um, Saturn, doing okay in a pretty tight 
trine with Neptune, which I had talked about uh, last week, I think, felt very relaxed and that our ability to ground and create boundaries with others, this sort of grounded Saturnian energy going with Scorpio, our grounded intimacy um, I think is is heightened by our own ego's ability to stand out of the way and intuit what someone else might need. Neptune uh, is uh, adding a positive energy to Saturn. Uranus and Pluto in a very tight square right now. So if we see anything, you know, in the next week or two or three weeks, it'll be interesting to see if the exactness of the Uranus-Pluto square creates any particular Events. I think there were some things coming out of Israel last week about attacking um, Syria directly. They did some direct bombing there. And then also, of course, North Korea, which seems to have backed down, I guess, fairly readily in the face of United States and South Korea and China. Still, those are the hot spots of the world, along with uh, just about everywhere. <laughs> and we can expect the Uranus Pluto square to continue to flush out the tensions between oppressive hierarchies, those could be corporations, governments, uh, police systems, uh, they could also be religious institutions where we could see members of religious groups have problems with religious heads and rise up against that, uh, but predominantly government and corporations fit into the Uranian-Pluto square energy pretty readily. And that's your Global Energy Minute. I'm Dr. Craig, and you're listening to The Inside Connection. I wanted to talk a little bit tonight about Saturn. <clears throat> and um, the um, Saturn, I think, is uh, often misunderstood and often quite feared in astrology. <clears throat> um mostly because it it rules karma and it rules time. One interesting thing I remember learning a while ago about Saturn was that you can see Saturn on people as they get older. For instance, how well has someone been able to accept the limitations of Saturn or how how poorly have they been able to? Have has Saturn provided wisdom in their life, which of course it it does because Saturn rules older people, wiser people, and authorities. Does it make us that way? Do we, I guess in some way I want to say acquiesce because it's a very strong authoritative energy on its own and, you know, as individuals in the body being subjected to the different energies that make us grow we can, uh, you know, react to life in a rebellious way, or we can at some point in our lives acquiesce to certain energies that are simply true. And, you know, like, we, we understand that, you know, like everybody knows that you, you can't just eat um you know, anything you want and everything you want all the time or whatever, you know, you, you would become very overweight if you did something like that. And so our ability to not do that is Saturnian. It's at the limits that we have. So, again, you can literally see it on people 
how well they're taking care of themselves, even physically, is a function of Saturn and the way that Saturn has treated them in their life, the limits that they need to have imposed on themselves or not. So either either they're becoming wiser, more in touch with what their limits are, and more free, or they're not. So Saturn, ruler of time, the keeper of time, uh, I titled the show. And once again, I'm sorry that I didn't get to put down a show description, but for some reason, Blog Talk Radio, that function wasn't working. So, of course, there's live mini-readings if anyone wants to call in, but that's fine. I'm just going to chat a little bit about Saturn tonight because it's really been on my mind because... Saturn is um, right at a position in my chart where it's on uh, a stellium in my chart in Scorpio. So I feel like I can speak about Saturn from a personal place and recognize what the energy is um, talking about. So when we get to points in our life where we're saying, you know, what's the meaning of my life? What am I doing with my life? Um, You know, uh, what what more can I do to make my life an expression of what it is that I want for it to be? Those are all Saturnian concepts because Saturn is always bringing us back around to time. Again, this is a very important function of Saturn, and it's why people are largely, I think, fearful of Saturn because... When we have our first Saturn return, that's when our body first crystallizes. It's called the crystallization of the human form. So right around 29 and a half, it's basically when your youth is over. It's basically when your your cells are now going to not reproduce more quickly than the cells that are passing away. Like new cells, up until the time you turn 29 and a half, you're getting more new cells than cells that you're losing, cells that are dying. So that's why children grow, right? They're getting more new cells. They're getting an increase, a net increase in cells. And um, cellular development and cellular growth. And at the Saturn return, it's the first mark of time, the first mark of the moment when the um, the body itself, it's called crystallization, right? When it becomes harder, the body becomes less flexible and harder. Um, and people who are getting older, they recognize that there's some stiffness or, you know, you work on it or you don't work on it. If you don't work on it, you become more stiff and more crystallized starting at around age 30. So it's interesting that Saturn marks that time physiologically, a physiological thing, physiological um, fact, that the human, the human body generally peaks at around that time in its development of form. And um, from, from there on in, and it's a very slow process, obviously. It's not like at 30 you know, all of a sudden you're clearly aging, but effectively right around 30 we're all aging. And prior to that, we're kind of not really aging. We're doing something in reverse. We're like reverse aging because 
we're we're generally growing and the growth rate is exceeding the rate in which our cells are are dying and being removed. It's interesting. I think it's a interesting mark for Saturn because it has to do with time. We all have so much time here. X amount of time here. We don't even know how much that time is, but what have we done with our time? What is it that we want to do with our time? We certainly can be productive with it or unproductive. And people who have been productive with their time, who have um, <clears throat> acquiesced, I like that word, <clears throat> means kind of giving into, to me, that's the definition I'm looking for. People who have given into the rules, the karma of Saturn, who have heard that calling of time and saying that, okay, I have this much time to accomplish this much. Um, you know, every moment is really a moment for me to be doing something with my life and that that moment is creating and creating meaning for me and I want to be able to stick with that. That's Saturn. I think the oppressive nature of that has to do with... Um, you know, it sometimes can feel not flexible, whereas our freedom, if we're constantly under this um, this thumb of time, and um, the freedom comes with recognizing that time is a fact, but that you don't have to be bound to time, like so many of us are, right? We wear wrist watches, we have clocks all over the place, uh, we count the days, we count the minutes, we count the years. That's all very Saturnian. And yet, so since we're all already immersed in that, we're all already immersed in a sense of time, how can we be free within that structure is to not be bound by that time, to basically see each moment, each day, as an opportunity to do something that we want to do to move our lives forward, to create more meaning in our lives, rather than pretending that we have all the time in the world. I love that expression. We have all the time in the world. And um, we don't. That's that's Saturn, and I I certainly um, can connect with that because Saturn transits, Saturn transits. I'm having them. Probably most people are having one or some part of one because Saturn moves fairly quickly through a lot of degrees uh, every year, so it does cover a lot of ground. But if you're a Scorpio or if you have Scorpio rising or you have pl important planets in Scorpio, the moon, or any really one of the personal planets, then you're then you're going to experience Saturn in Scorpio a little more strongly. Likewise, if you have any fixed signs, uh, Leo, Aquarius, or Taurus, you're also going to experience this a little bit more uh, profoundly with Saturn in Scorpio. The energy of... It's time to get serious. It's time to rededicate. This is a very strong uh, energy of Saturn. Time to rededicate. Time to get serious. Serious is a key word for Saturn in general. People who have a strong Saturn in their chart, strong Capricorn in their chart, we say, one of the first key words we say, oh, you have Capricorn rising, you're very serious. Because right? Saturn is your ruler. And you have Saturn conjunct the sun, oh, you're very serious. Because it adds a layer of seriousness because time is serious. So 
again, people are a little afraid of that because Saturn is always making us look at the choices of our lives and what it is that we're going through in terms of time. If we're in a marriage that's not really working out well for us, right? Saturn may make us think, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this anymore. When we when we look at a Saturn transit really deeply, it has to do with the way in which it's serving us. It has to do with the way in which the different experiences are serving us, serving our growth and development because Saturn is all about that. It's all about the limitations that confine and restrict us so that we have to grow. And we grow through partly accepting those limitations, but partly enacting them. The process of restraining yourself in any way is a growth-related process because we're all spiritual beings in, in physical bodies. And in a spiritual way, we're completely unrestricted. But in a physical way, we're very restricted. So learning the being on the physical plane thing, being on the physical plane, learning that has to do with restriction and limitations that are imposed on us by being in this form. What, you know, you literally came out like, how tall you are. Because anybody knows, you know, they ask me to reach to the top shelf, you know, Craig, can you reach this from the top shelf? Okay, so there's someone who has limitation because they're not as tall as I am. Likewise, I might not be able to squeeze through the same small opening that they can squeeze through because they're smaller than I am. So there's limitations simply based on our form, but there's limitations based on our intellectual capabilities, our our metabolic capabilities, our... Um, our, our physical capabilities, and also our emotional capabilities. Where and how do we end up in this life as a physical being, as an emotional being? All of those things create the limitations that are imposed on us by being in the body. This is all very Saturnian. It's all very Saturnian. And I know it's very heavy, but liberation comes only when we've learned to accept them because then we embrace what it is that we're supposed to be doing. You know, people who have these near-death experiences and they come back, then all of a sudden they're very motivated because they got a second chance and life is precious. And every single one of them, they teach us the same thing. These people who have had near-death experiences, they teach us that <clears throat> life is precious and that, you're, you know, you need to treat it like that every single day. You can't waste your time. You have to be able to make the choices that serve the development of your life, the, the meaningful life, because the days slip away, the time. The time goes fast. Um, certainly anybody who has a child knows that, that from one year to the next, and then all of a sudden things are, are completely changed. And, and I think that that fear that we have of Saturn, that fear that we have where Saturn says, okay, you don't have time for this. This isn't serving you, so you don't have time for it. You're going to have to get rid of it. We're going to have to create a limitation on this person, job, city, place where I live, um, 
you know, way of behaving. That's all Saturnian energy. So people say, oh, God, I'm going to have a Saturn transit. What am I going to have to do? Well, you know, what about quit smoking, you know? Quit smoking. Stop watching TV so much. doesn't have to be about getting a divorce. It can be about any of the limitations that would naturally make us grow. And, of course, it, it could be about a divorce if that relationship is a, say, non-communicative, non-mutual relationship. I think anybody that's in a, in a, in a marriage with somebody where both people are communicating and wanting to grow together, wanting the relationship to work out, I don't know that divorce necessarily needs to happen to those people ever. They can always, you know, really work hard to make their marriage work, find out how you serve each other. I think any two people who are together, um, if they're wanting to continue to figure out how to work it out together, well, then the relationship is serving them because they're literally learning how to work out their own personalities in the face of of a uh, of another human being, and um, and that that's a big part of Saturn is saying, okay, well, you know, here I have these limits. I have these limits with this other human being, this person that I'm in a relationship with. And I can only, you know, get away with so much, do so much, um, treat them a certain way so much, you know, before they'll push back. That that pushback, what we refer to as that feeling where someone has pushed back on us, that's Saturn. And we're always looking for that. People are always looking for that. You know how they say that when children are getting raised, they're looking for parents to set limits. They want to find out what those boundaries are because souls know. Souls know that life is full of that. Life is full of pushback. And if you don't get it from your parents, what a shock it's going to be when life pushes back on you. How you're going to experience uh, you know, the, the legal system or the financial world or all the different limits in the, of, your, of your health, all the different limits that are going to create and impose push, pushing back on you, pushing back on the spirit's natural desire to expand and be limitless, which of course it is in the spiritual plane, we are limitless, and we are essentially limitless here as long as we learn to accept our limits. Can explain that a little bit, but it more has to do with that that we become more limitless as we accept our limits and then push back against them. There may have been a time when we never thought we were going to be able to fly, certainly like on an airplane. I mean, those years must have gone for a long time. We never thought we were going to be able to sail across the ocean, probably. And um, and then all of a sudden we started doing that because there were there was pushback, there were limits, and then there was a desire to push push back again with that limitless notion. So mankind's evolutionary process is a dance between our limitless potential to create and the limits that are imposed on us just simply by being in the body, in the flesh, 
and um, and what those limits are, and how we seek to press those boundaries back, including the limits of aging, the limits of dying, the limits of our health, uh, the limits of, um, you know, the different things that we have to basically go through in, in the body. Once again, like flight or, you know, the limits of getting from one side of the country to the other side of the country in five hours, you know, when were we ever able to do that? You know, only in the last not even a hundred years and, and we can go from one place to another. So we've pushed back on those limits because of our own, our own uh, desire to um, create a more limitless, perfect order for human beings on the planet, living on the planet. And yet we still continue to find out what our limits are. You know, we don't go from one side of the continent to the other side of the continent in five minutes that's not possible yet. Maybe it would be someday, but then there would be another limit. So a limit is always created on our potential. Now, when we're talking about ourselves as individuals, when we're talking about our own intellectual capacity or or, or weight gain or, or our health, uh, some of those limits have been set in stone for a really long time. You know, we would love to be able to push back on that limit of, you know, that we can't eat everything we want all the time. Um, they're always trying to do that, right? From from fat blocking pills to you know, they're always trying to say here we can push back those limits, you know. But I don't think anyone's ever really found a successful way to push back on our limits of indulgence. Our limits of indulgence. So that's another part of Saturn is that it creates limitations on our behaviors, it creates limitations on the structures of our life. It creates limitations on, on, on everything based on time. So Saturn, if you have a Saturn transit and it's occurring in your home, then maybe your you know, washer dryer or something like that goes on the fritz. That's a limit of time. It's a limit of age. And some of those limits are also created by age based on the way we have accepted the limits all along. So Generally speaking, those people who accepted the limits of, um, you know, your body would feel better if you treated it better, they grow older with time showing that they should, that showing that they learned the limitations as opposed to people who didn't learn the limitations and thought, well, I'll just keep pushing back against my limits because I can eat whatever I want, drink whatever I want, and indulge in whatever I want. Customarily, as those people get older, they um, show that they haven't respected limitations for very long. Maybe, you know, only in their old age when they are completely forced to be limited are they respecting that? Although some know, right? We all know the story of the person who lights up a cigarette coming out of an oxygen tent after being in the hospital for emphysema. But, you know, you hope that that's more the exception and that the point of Saturn, title of the show I think was Master of Time, is that time is always on Saturn's side. <laughs> you know, Saturn is the one that has all the time in the world. Because just watching us, just watching us and the way in which we behave, if we go through certain Saturn transits, if we go through certain Saturn periods, and we don't 
conform to the limitations, then the next time around, it becomes even more imposing. People say that by the time we get to the second Saturn return, which is at 58, which is a secondary crystallization of the body where there's another whole change in, uh, you know, the growth rate, the healing rate, and all of that. And again, it's very slow. But after the second Saturn return, we notice another change in our ability to rebound if we don't respect our limits. And it doesn't only apply to the physical plane. It applies to say, well, if you were in a bad marriage at age 29 and you didn't leave it, at age 58, when you leave that same marriage, it's even more painful and more difficult. And many of the astrological texts say when we have even less energy to be able to handle those challenges of clearing out the the um clearing out the the uh the what no longer serves us that as we become older we we ourselves in the body become more limited in our actions again it's a very broad statement but even the healthiest you know 58 60 year old will tell you that they're not as flexible as they were when they were 20 or 19 it's ridiculous to think because this is this is the master of time saturn is in charge of um the the limitations that are imposed on us in a given lifetime and we have to have them we have to have them if we thought we would live forever if we thought that we would just live forever in this body we might all just sit back and watch TV and, you know, not do anything. But the notion, that that notion that we are going to have to experience the limitations of life at some point, including our own aging, if we're in tune with that, if we're conscious of Saturn in our lives, then we say, okay, I know what I need to align with, I know what I need to do in order to be able to make this part of my life more meaningful and like i said i'm talking a little bit here kind of from the heart because um you know i'm getting a very clear picture again it's not like i haven't been through saturn transits before but this one's a very good one and um it and it can be heavy it can be heavy because we have that natural rebellion to saying like you know oh gosh i'm gonna have to you know limit this or cut back on this or do this in order to be able to do this yes when we align with that it becomes the productivity that we're really looking for we go like oh well great you know once we surrender to to a saturn energy we're able we're able to step back and go wow look at what i got done you know look at what i got done because of the focus and the discipline that saturn can provide so our natural tendency is to always want to say, like, oh, do I have to? You know, it's like very much like a little kid being imposed with parental authority. The answer is yes, you have to. You know, you grow up and you go out on the highway and the speed limit is 65, and if you're driving 80, you're going to get pulled over by a Saturnian representative, <laughs> the cop, the police officer, and he's going to give you a ticket, and, you know, he's going to say, slow down. And you're going to say, oh, do I have to? And he's going to say, yes, you do. Yes, you have to. And, you know, when you realize what those limits are, maybe they let you get away with driving 70, 
so you go back out on the highway and drive 70. Well, you don't get a ticket. You don't have the, the imposition. You discipline yourself. And, in fact, you end up with a more productive drive. You get to the place where you're supposed to get to in plenty of time because you didn't get pulled over by a cop. <laughs> See, I think people think that they can get away with cheating Saturn, which is that whole notion that you can drive you know, 80 miles an hour when there's no cop around, and okay, well, you won't get pulled over. But the truth is, is that when you do get pulled over, finally, because that's what happens when we keep pushing those Saturnian boundaries back and saying, ah, it doesn't apply to me, it doesn't apply to me, I don't have to be limited like that, then we find out that as we've aged, as Saturn, the time of Saturn has caught up to us, that when the limit gets imposed, it gets imposed in a heavier and even more uncomfortable way. So the suggestion here is not to create a heaviness out of Saturn, not to say like, oh, God, you know. How about the child that's like, you know, doesn't say, oh, do I have to come home from school, do your homework? Okay, no problem, because if I can do my homework and I don't resist, and I don't try and get away with it, then I don't flunk the test. All right, well, then maybe I'll get what I want to get, friends over, watch some TV, whatever, at the end of the day or whatever, because I've imposed those limits on myself willfully. Remember, again, I'm going to repeat it for the umpteenth time. The huge benefit on the other side of having willfully surrendered to the limitations and restrictions of Saturn is that it shows on your face. It shows that you've respected. You've respected the limits of Saturn and the karmic law that it lays down. And it lays it down. And it moves through your chart in a cycle of 30 years. And in those 30 years, you're regenerated every seven years. And, and a newness comes into your life. And it presents you with tremendous opportunity and tremendous responsibility, which is one of the great gifts of being here. Saturn as the giver of responsibility, because responsibility is an opportunity to uh, love at a greater level. There's no better place for us to learn any kind of lesson than in the presence of responsibility and love. So you think about that as I'm going to, you know, uh, let you go tonight, is that Saturn brings responsibility and love through creating situations where we can focus on what it is that's important to us so that we can create the discipline to be able to do it right. I'm Dr. Craig Martin. This is the Inside Connection. And one of my favorites here, it's Robin and Show Me Love. I'll talk to you and be here next Thursday night at 8 p.m. Pacific. Bye-bye. Yeah, 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 yeah.